0: So the big question is this, how are entrepreneurs like us, who don't cheat and manipulate people, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our products and services and the things we believe in out to the world, and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Michael Abdo and welcome to Client Secrets. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Client Secret. I am so glad that you are here joining me and I just want to say that this is going to be an awesome episode because it gives a little bit of background gives a little bit of history to how I got into personality the this whole uh this whole world of personality typing and of, of understanding people on this level and what i what i really desire and what i really hope that you understand is that anybody can do this like where i'm at right now i'm an expert at this but the thing is i wasn't born an expert i didn't come out just being able to understand people's values just bang right out the bat no like five years ago is when I started getting into this. And and before I jump into like my story, the whole story, I just want to tell you, I want to tell you that, that anybody can do this. And for me, for me, it took five years to, to read this and try this and then do it. And then did it work? Did it not kind of tweak it, change it? And it, it was just trial and error every day for five years. I would read something, be like, oh, that's a cool theory. I'd go out, I'd try it, and then nothing would really happen. Be like, why, why, why didn't it work? Like, I read this, they said if you did this, it would work. It's like, well, that doesn't work. Scratch that off. All let right, right, let's, let's try the next thing. And so I would read another thing, and I'd say, oh, this is awesome. This is great. Let's try it. And I'd implement it and nothing would work, nothing would change, I, well, what's going on and, and then I would try again and I'd I'd read this theory and be like, alright, this is awesome, let's try it and I'd try it and something crazy would happen. I would start, I would see an increase in my sales, right? And I was like, you know what? Like, this is it. This is the key. And as soon as I realized that that this information, that this skill was the key, then I was like, it was worth all those other fails to find that one success, right? And what I'm saying is, you, you, my friend, can get that one success without having to go through all the same failures that I did. Instead of spending a day listening and reading and implementing, and instead of spending a week trying to tweak it and get that theory to work, instead of spending months testing and refining, instead of spending years combining all these different theories to see what truly works and what truly doesn't, you my friend can listen to this podcast to these episodes and you can skip all that and you can go straight to the truth and you can say this worked for michael this worked for his his client and now this is going to work for me and that's really my goal like that's my hope is that when we look at these things that we start implementing them right away because they work. Not because it's fearing. I hope that if it might have worked once or twice for Michael, that, that maybe it might happen for me. No, not at all. It's this has been proven and tested to work. Every time Michael uses this, it works for him. Every time one of Michael's clients uses this same process it works for them, and every time I use it, it is going to work for me. I just have to make that commitment. So, with that being said, I want to jump right in. Uh, I want to say today is going to be shorter than yesterday. That is for sure. Uh, and two reasons for that: one, simply because I just don't have enough time. I have a meeting at 9:30 that I need to get to, uh, so that only gives me 15 minutes here and two because this is not as planned out as my last episode. I wanted to uh to nail my first episode and get it done right and perfectly the first time and uh it definitely led for that format but because today is more of a story I just want to be real be honest and share with you how I got into personality typing the successes and the failures that I had and how you, how you, my friend, can get all of the successes while bypassing all of my failures and in doing so skyrocket your business by getting clients easier, faster, more of them, more consistently, more frequently and bypass the waste of time, the waste of energy, and the waste of money, trying to find out what truly works and what truly doesn't. So, with that being said, let us jump right in. All righty. I was, oh man, let's see, a sophomore in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. See, so growing up, in high school, I had actually been, so before high school, I had actually been homeschooled. And then my freshman year of high school, I went to the nearby public school of Iowa City, West High, home of the Trojans. And my first year at, uh, at public school was a great first year, uh, just because my naturally outgoing personality and kind of carefree, enjoyable. I I instantly connected with people and I instantly uh, just made friends easily. But something interesting happened my sophomore year. And uh, the interesting thing that happened is that I started morphing and forming my own worldview. Right, and I, instead of just absorbing everything, things started to solidify in my mind, and I started, I started seeing the differences between what I and other people believed and perceived and understood. And uh, as I got older, those differences became more concrete and more solidified, to the point where my sophomore year, the, the end of my sophomore year, and the beginning of my junior year of high school, I actually had very few friends. And I, I say friends, not in the sense of people that I talked to or like hung out with and stuff like that, but I had very few people that I, that I understood right and because of that i looked at i remember i remember one specific situation that uh that i walked into our ap physics classroom and i walked in and the the table that i was sitting at there were three or four other other students there and they were laughing and and joking and having a good time and talking about the, the party that they had gone to the night before. And I remember I remember sitting at the end of the table and and just feeling like I could talk with these people. I could interact with them. I could I could be there and be with them but like what's the point? Like like what's the point of of befriending them? Like I know we don't have the same world view. I know that that we disagree on what it means to have a successful life. Like what what's the point? And I remember just feeling so so isolated. I felt so misunderstood. Right? I felt like I was the only one who saw life the way that I did and everybody else said that that this world was this way and I was like I started like to doubt like am I is is what I value is it true like do I really understand things? Or is everybody else like, do they have the right position and 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 the and the things that I value are worthless? And like, is my perception of the world that we live in like is it accurate? And I remember just having all these doubts and insecurities. And uh I remember I remember talking with a friend and like like a true friend someone who really connected and she said said yeah man like you and I like I love I love connecting with you cuz I think you I think you're an ENFP too I was like I have no clue what you just said <laughs> I was like, but you're my friend and I appreciate what you said, but what is an ENFP? He's like, oh man, you don't know about MBTI? (laughs) I was like, uh, no, I I do not know the ENFP for an MBTI. I was like, can you please help me out? He's like, oh dude, he's like, bro, MBTI stands for Myers-Briggs Type Indicator and ENFP means you're an extroverted Intuitive, introverted feeling, extroverted thinking, like, uh introverted sensing. I was like, bro, you're speaking a foreign language. Like, slow down. What, what do you mean? He's like, all right, let me say this very simply and very carefully for you. I was like, yes, please do. He's like, so the way that this world works is like, you have objective reality, right? I was like, uh, sure. He's like, so you have this objective reality that we all experience, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, but the way that we experience it is all different. It's like, uh, okay. He's like, so, so two people can have the exact same experience, but can draw different conclusions from it, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, okay. So, if you look at all of the perspectives that people have on the same experience, he's like, you can segment those depending on what different people perceive and what they focus on. I was like, alright, you lost me. It's like, alright, so, imagine if you have an elephant, right? And... You have four blind people. And one blind person feels the elephant. He's like, man, this, ele- like, an elephant is rough and, like, solid and feels like, feels like a tree. Like, that is what an elephant is. And then another person, another blind person, says, no, 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 no. An elephant is, is soft. And flexible, like a snake. And then a a third, a third man said, no, no, no. An elephant is, is flappy. And, and uh, I don't know how it's like, like flappy and, and flexible and like loose. He's like, it's, it's like a, like a thick sheet of paper. And then the fourth man said, no, no, no. He said an elephant is is thick and hefty and kind of bouncy but but just just solid like a like a like a I don't know I don't know a good example like a like a bear like a bear's stomach something like that anyways uh the the point is that that each of the blind men as they're touching and feeling this elephant, which one is right? That's what my friend asked me. He said, Michael, which one of these blind men is right? I was like, um, uh, all of them? <laughs> he said, yes, exactly. Because you see, each blind man is experiencing a different part of the elephant. The first blind man who feels the solid, rough, um, sturdy part of the elephant is filling his leg. The, the blind man who's filling the soft, flexible part like a snake is filling the trunk. The man who's fi- filling the flappy part is filling the ear. And the blind man who's filling the, the solid, uh, thick part is filling the stomach, right? I guess maybe it was the tail. I don't think it was the tail or the stomach. I think it was the tail. Anyways. <laughs> I thought about this. I was like, okay. So they're all filling different parts of the elephant. What does that have to do with this M B T I ENFP thing? So this is what it this is what it has to do with it. He said, We all experience reality. But we only experience a portion of reality," said so this objective experience. We're not capable of taking in all of reality. We can only focus on one part of reality at a time. So we're like the blind men, who who are keenly aware of one aspect of reality, right? And we say this is this is what reality means when reality when in reality like what we experience we're only looking at it from from one perspective it's like oh okay like like that kind of makes sense it's like but another example is like what's more is like if you have a ball right and you're in a dark room and and this ball is segmented into four different colors he said if you shine a light at the ball from from one of the four angles then to you from that angle shining the light the ball looks green but if someone shines a light from the other angle opposite of yours then the ball looks red to them he's like but from these four different points like you look at the ball from your point and it looks like you only see a portion of what is actually reality. He said, and because of this, he's like, if you look at everybody's experience of reality, so you can you can categorize how people experience reality into four different types, four different main types. He said, and from there, people like they experience reality differently. But essentially, you can group every single human being, regardless of race, ethnicity, background, uh, culture, socioeconomic status. He said, everybody sees reality from one of these four perspectives, right? I said, okay. And he said, and your perception of reality, the angle that you perceive reality determines your values. It's like, all right, that, that's a stretch. Why is that so? He said, okay, let me break it down. He said, so, so you look at reality from this perspective, right? So, so one of the, one of the perspectives or examples is like very in to the natural world. So like what you can see, feel, taste, touch. Some of us are very and tuned to the natural world, right? So, yeah, I know people like that. He so, said, All right, so that person, because they're in tuned to the natural world, they see, they're very aware of the needs of the natural world and very aware of what can satisfy the natural world. He's like, So, for example, people who are, who are, interested and who study like climate control and global warming and things like that he's like i would like that's a good thing and i i understand that he's like but i'm not keenly aware of those needs nor do i want to to study that because i'm more interested in the arts right And the emotional world and And the things that I that I feel rather than the things that I can see, taste, touch. It's like huh that that actually makes some sense. It's like yeah. It's like and so you can you can based on how people based on what people value you can group them into these these four main groups of what their their general values said so and from there from there if you can identify if you can identify someone which of the four groups they fall into then you immediately know what their values are because you know what they see are the needs of the world right it's like, so for example if if you're very focused on the physical and the natural world, he said, then you're going to value the things of the physical and the natural world more so than you value the things of the emotional world. He said, that doesn't mean you don't enjoy music, you don't enjoy art, like you don't feel anything. He said, it just means that you put... A higher emphasis on the natural world. He said, and so for them it's more important if you're going to communicate with them, it's more important to communicate using evidence, using facts, right? Because they are they're inclined, they are in tune to to the natural world and to things that they can experiment on and that they can feel, taste, and touch. I was like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, and I asked him, I was like, so then for the emotional person who are more inclined to that, then you would tailor, you would communicate in more of a way that that carries emotion to them. It's like, exactly. And the, the interesting thing is I was like, like I knew this intuitively. I knew that there were people who I connected with better because they had they had a greater focus on the emotional aspect, and I I just connected with them better intuitively. But the way that my friend described this to me is it, it put words and it put a language to what I knew intuitively, and because of that, I was able to to take this communication in this language and the things that i subconsciously recognized i can now consciously recognize and when i did that i was able to change things and tweak things and grow in things and be able to take it to the next level and so from that point on from that point on i i started looking at my values and being like all right what what are the things that i value what are, what aspect of the world do I recognize? Do I focus on? And from there I realized that that there were a lot of people who held the same values that I did, who saw the world from the same perspective I did. And I was able to communicate with them and I was able to make I was able to to see that they valued the same things I did and I was able to connect with them. When before, I thought I was the only one who saw the world the way that I did. But on top of that, I started to recognize that other people didn't see the world the same way that I did. And I was able to say, all right, I understand that we we don't see from the same perspective. Help me to understand your perspective. Help me to understand what you value and why you value it. what things, what needs do you see and how do you satisfy those needs? Like that's what a value is, right? It's something that satisfies a need. That's why it's valuable to us. And over time, being able to, to categorize, all right, people who are in this perspective, they value A through Z. But people who see the world from this perspective value one through 10 right? And being able to categorize that so that as soon as I meet someone, and as soon as I understand what perspective they view the world, I can immediately know what they value. And I can immediately communicate a message and communicate with them, understanding that this are, is the priority of their values. And, the, and one thing that I, that I came to understand is like we all have the same values like we all carry them in our backpack we're all human but it's it's how do we order those values it's what priority do you give to those values and ever since then i've i've just become obsessed with understanding my values understanding other people's values and communicating in a way that encourages those and expresses those and really communicating at a level much deeper than just benefits and communicating at a level much deeper than just features but communicating on a value level of what is important to you and how can how can i help you with what's important and how can i agree with you and encourage you and support you in that until so there's there's so so much more that i could go into um and i i oh man i wish i had so much more time to be able to share my story and i would definitely share more of it in the future but for the time being that is that is how i got into personality and that is how i how i understood it and uh there's so many theories and things going around and so many linguals and stuff like that Um, but I really really just want to keep it simple because at its core what it is is values and that's what determine our actions, that's what determines our behavior and that's really what we're what we're made of in that regard so thank you so much for joining me today with episode 2 of Client Secrets. I cannot wait until I see you again on episode 3. Take care, and have a great day. Want more marketing secrets? If so, then go get your copy of my newest book, Client Secrets. Inside this book, you'll find my top 15 secrets that companies all across the world use to systematically skyrocket their sales by 50% or more.